was a nightmare. Welcome. Bonjour. Bonjour. No, no, we're done being French. Oh. Ciao. Ciao. Como tu... Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> my Italian is Ciao, as good bella. as my French. Uh, you, do you know... Paolo? <laughs> <laughs> Sing to me, Paolo. I love that. Ooh, baby, baby, how was I supposed to know that something wasn't right? Oh, damn, she did a hand thing. (laughs) She went off. Yeah, sure did. Well, anyway, yes, the Jessica (laughs) Alba dance. It's my favorite. Woo, we really thought she was doing something. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Thanksgiving. Hey. We hope you're having a great holiday. I'm making ham. Dan is making ham. I'm not coming over because of the ham. It's not even her family. It's not her. It's the ham. The ham is what deters me from Let going. it be known that this is the second year I have invited her. You and didn't she, invite me. Your sister invited me. I invited you no, and you, you will not. not come. I invited you before right now. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, did I invited not. you last week. No, you didn't. What did you say? Uh-huh. During break, I said, you want to come over for Thanksgiving? And you're like, uh... You know what? Maybe I will go over for Thanksgiving. Okay, you better be there. I'll see you there. <laughs> me, Uber, take me to Dan's house. <laughs> um, uh, the second year I've invited her, and I doubt she's coming. Are we getting Black Friday off? Yeah, I yeah. I'm gonna do so much online shopping. Oh boy, Killstar is gonna kill me. My my me and my mom we're we're going. We're gonna hit the stores. <coughs> uh, I have my <coughs> eyes. <laughs> set on a new purse because mine is pretty worn because I've used it nonstop for two years now. I want Almost. you to get me more candles. You want more? I'll I get love you more. candles so much. I'll get you some more candles. Okay. Uh don't get me hot cocoa. No. Or the other chocolate one. Why? You didn't because like I still have oh. some. You didn't like them? I'm trying to go through all of them. You didn't like them? No. I have so many Uh that I like, I put them for a little bit and then I swap them out for something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that too. I still have mine from last year too. But if there's like pumpkin spice or there was like a toasted marshmallow. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Bet. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We hope you're having a great holiday weekend with your families. We hope you're not getting shot up at Walmart. This is the, um, this is the Thanksgiving week episode. So, it's on Thursday. Yeah, and this so is Monday. Oh, exactly. Okay. Bet, bet, bet. We hope you're listening to this on Monday, not on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, because if you are listening on Thursday, chances are you're not paying attention. Yeah. And you know I don't like when people don't pay attention to me. Yeah, she gets annoying. I get very annoying. Yeah. Me, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is my crims list for you? I don't think you made one. I made one for you. You sent me one thing on your list, yeah, that's, and that's it. That's what I want. No, I need you to give me more. You put give one. Me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. I love it. <laughs> what do you mean? You, what? You make one for you. Oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes or add, no? Yeah, add your shit to the Christmas list. Oh. Prim's list, and I'll put Dan. Where? Are you doing it now? Yeah. I can't see Done. you doing it live. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Yeah. Now you put what you want. Today I misspelled my name. <laughs> Instead of putting Karen, I put Kaden. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, wow. Kaden. Is this me with orange hair? It's Kaden. It's Kaden. I love it. With a K? Yes, Kaden. <laughs> Kaden, eat your cereal. <laughs> Kaden, pick up that thing. Kaden, how many times do I have to tell you? No phones at the dinner table. <laughs> Kaden, come take your anti-vax <laughs> medication. Anti-vax medication. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I love it. So, what's worse than showing up to Thanksgiving dinner and your family being like, Oh my god, and are you seeing anyone? Are you still single? What's worse than that? Being asked, are you a lesbian? Uh, what's worse than that? ¿Por qué tienes los oídos tan grandes? <laughs> what's worse than that? A shitty date. Yes. Yes, A shitty me. date. So, t- for the, this episode, you you guys don't probably don't want to hear about murder and shit. You guys want to hear something good. You you guys want to hear some tender horror stories. Uh. <laughs> uh, so maybe that'll give you, you know, that that wake-up call. Don't invite your Tinder date to Thanksgiving dinner. Just don't go on Tinder to begin with. Yeah. 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 Also, I have one Tinder story, but I have two other ones that are not Tinder. Oh, nice. Yeah, so okay. we'll give it some variety. Okay, we'll give it some variety. Mine are exclusively funny, what the fuck, tender stories. Great. Do you want to begin, or should I begin? Oh, I can. Okay, please go. Please hold me. Do it now. Stop. You're running out of time. Hurry. You know I can't pout my mouth right now. Did you update the list with you? Yeah, I put something in there. I don't see it. Liar. Mm-mm. It's just me, Dan. You're such a liar. And Harry Potter makeup brushes. No. God damn it, that franchise is so fucking good. Candles. Candles with a K. I love that. This is Candle Cheeses reporting live from HWA Channel 13. I'm fucking dead. I thought it was Channel 2. Channel 12? I don't know. I change the channel all the time. Channel 6? Channel 6? Channel 666. Yes. This is Candle Cheeses reporting live from HWA... Uh, 420. Blaze it. Blaze it. Uh, okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Great. Here we go. Yeah. This one's titled, One of My Many Tinder Horror Stories by Jamaican... Jamaican Mesia. Mm-hmm. She says. Or he, she, they. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty new to Reddit. This is my first time posting, so bear with me. If this is the wrong sub to post this in, somebody help a poor clueless girl out to the right sub to share my horrors with. For a little bit for a little bit of background, I'm in a wonderful relationship now with a guy I met on Tinder. So this is in no way, shape, or form me shitting on the app, even though the app can sometimes feel like a cesspool of ignorance, said signs oh. of the swarm. Oh. I'm currently a senior at a four-year university, but this happened in my sophomore Lucky. year. Lucky. Green is not a pretty color on you. <laughs> 
Me, that's a lie. Green looks great on me. For me, it was pretty hard to find someone to casually date and get to know since I'm a bit of an introverted individual and wasn't looking for any old hump and dump. I also went through my fair share of abusive relationships, so dating for me was really difficult when it came to opening up and trusting people. When I matched with Chris, not his real name, I was pleasantly surprised. He was a funny, smart, interesting college student with a decent job and good intentions. I enjoyed talking to him, but there was always a lot of anxiety when I spoke with him. I know now that I should have trusted my gut instinct, but at the time, I assumed I was doing my introverted trust issues bullshit and tried to push that feeling away. We would talk a few times a week, and every time we did, the feeling would persist. Only each time we talked, it would be stronger. He started to make comments about how he wanted me to be his girlfriend and how he was so excited for me to meet his parents, but we hadn't met and had only talked on and off for a few weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. So slowly, I started. I stopped responding to some of his messages. Then I started to leave them completely unanswered. One day, I confided in my friends and told them about the bad feeling I always had while talking with Chris. They told me that I wasn't being open to new experiences because I hadn't let go of my past and that I wasn't being fair to him. Wrong. Wrong. You always put yourself before anyone else. Bros before I'll do hoes. anything for me. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so reluctantly, after a few weeks of radio silence and feeling guilty, I messaged him again. After another week or two of messaging and catching up, he asked me to go out to dinner with him. I was hesitant to say yes as my anxiety was through the roof, but my friends insisted that it was just nerves and it would be good for me to go out with someone. I agreed, and he excitedly told me he had plans to take me to a nice Japanese restaurant in the city next to my campus. My friends were ecstatic and asked to see a picture of him. I pulled up his Tinder profile, and when they swiped through the pictures, they were silent. You know, he, uh, he kind of looks like, insert name of a particularly abusive ex here, they said. I went into a full-blown panic attack. Once I saw the resemblance, there was no going back. There was no way I was going anywhere with this guy. I texted him back the night before the date and explained that I no longer felt comfortable going out and that I was sorry. He never texted me back. That same week, I started getting multiple phone calls every day from an unknown number. They would leave me voicemails that would say things like call me back babe or baby where are you why won't you give me a chance i tried ignoring them but one day after getting almost 10 calls i answered ready to curse someone the fuck out i called chris by his name and he told him to fuck off and he was and was met with laughter this isn't criff criff (laughs) this isn't criff this is chris He's like, this isn't Chris. This is Jeff. Uh, Chris said, I could have you. He started laughing. So I hung up and he immediately called back. I sent him to voicemail. He said you wanted to go out with me instead. He told me what university you go to and and showed me your pictures. I'll wait on campus if I have to. Uh. I blocked his number and for a few more days I got a few more unknown calls and voicemails detailing some pretty weird, aggressive and gross shit. But they eventually died down. I don't know if this guy was serious or maybe it was Chris getting his friend to fuck with me as revenge for canceling. But whatever it was, it had me looking behind me anytime I walked anywhere on campus for the rest of the semester. My roommates and I had a male friend stay with us for a while just in case. I started going back to my hometown on the weekends because I was afraid to stay on campus for too long. 
It's been two years, so I hope that in this amount of time, Chris and Jeff had learned to become better people. Or that someone kicked their asses already. Oof, nice. Yes, I love that. Yes, thank you. Okay. Let's take it down a notch, huh? Yeah, like let's that. liven things up. Let's liven things up now. Show for us. Real, for real. <clears throat> this one's titled The Love Affair. I got this one from a website called Thought Catalog. Loves it. It's like a list and like a bunch of people submitted theirs, I guess. This one is. Matched the guy and did the usual ad on Snapchat to make sure he's real. We hit it off, but every time I invited him over, he had an excuse. Almost a month into this uh, naughty snaps and no hangs, I'm like, okay, bye. Hmm. And he says he'll come. Uh, and he says he'll come over the next day, like because he threatened him. Oh. Yeah, like he was like, I'm not dealing with you if I'm I don't get to see you. He was like, all right, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go over. Okay. So it says, we meet, drink, 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 hook up. He's too drunk to stay hard. I kind of throw up going down on him. I'm dead. We're both embarrassed. We try again the next day. Great success. Start hanging out every two to three days. We're constantly talking when we're not together. And we're starting to like each other. Every time we're together, we're laughing and happy. He plays guitar and sings and I totally love it. We play Jeopardy and shoots and ladders. He's not from my state, and it's known that he has to go home in a couple of weeks to see his family. Go on vacation, and they'll, and then he'll permanently move back. We're in tears as weeks pass, and it's his last week. I give him a sappy card. He gives me a card and flowers, and his t-shirt and guitar pick. It's so romantic. Oh my god. He sings me a song about me and my cat. Oh my god, can my, like, a metalcore boy do that for me he's online? Like, he's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, I love getting Luke. <laughs> I can't. Me, no one else is gonna treat you oh like this. Oh my god. I love it. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, okay. Picking up, he says, he still texted me at the airport and when he's home. We're still sending adult Snapchats. Oh. Daily. More or less, the vibe was that he was going to be my boyfriend when he got back from Hawaii. Two weeks gone and he's on his vaca- vacation in Hawaii. Showing me the hotel and volcanoes and selfies and dick pics. Oh. <clears throat> uh, we keep talking about how we miss each other. Red flag. He's ending his vacation early because his dad had a stroke. Uh, red flag. He's been at the hospital and has bad phone service. I get suspicious after this and Google his family. I find his brother's Instagram and the second picture is of his brother and my Tinder boy in suits caption, happy two weeks of marriage to this guy. He got married and went on his honeymoon. Golf club. Oh my god! What the fuck? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. It really is. Holy shit. Woo! Let's hope that whoever you bring to dinner isn't engaged to someone. I would hope so. Yeah. Dear Metalcore Boys, I, oh my god, because, like, I told Dad, I was like, I don't want to meet a boy in real life, I just want him to love me on Twitter. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I could bring him to Thanksgiving dinner, but it's him on Skype. I'm fucking dead. And I just have the laptop in the kitchen. I'm dead. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? It's so new age. Yeah. My turn? 
Yeah. Okay. This one is called I Met a Strange Tall Man in the Woods. Ooh. By Dent X Head. Okay. Um, they say, This is my first time posting here and I'm mobile, so I apologize for any formatting issues. The story take pl- the story takes place during the summer I was fifteen. This is a very true story about a small encounter I had. I was living with my dad and stepmother at the time. I remember my stepmother throwing a royal fit about me buying new school clothes because I had let a few pairs of pants get holes in them and still wore them. It was my first year going into high school and I wasn't going to let her spoil that for me. So I went to stay with my grandparents, cram- <laughs> with my grandparents for the summer to earn some money. They live in a remote, small area that was once home to many native tribes. Most prominently, the oof, the Quinault tribe. It's very secluded despite being only a mile or so from the highway, and it's all lush, gorgeous forest. My grandpa had built his own three-story three house and a shop where he cut and assembled cedar into roofing products. That's where I came in, hauling heavy chunks of cedar to his van, stacking, nailing, cinching up, shake and shingle, shake and shingle into bundles to be sold. I made good money while there and was able to buy an entire new wardrobe. As summer was coming to an end, it was, it was too hot to work, I decided to take a walk home one day. Now, let me say that I spent my childhood roaming these woods. Armed with my grandparents' two dogs, we ran and played and napped all day and I had never seen anything out of the ordinary or gotten any weird vibes. I waited, I waited until it was a bit cooler in the evening and started out, walking a little path that would take me out to an old, unused logging road. I had tread this path so many times that I wasn't even paying attention until I felt I was being watched. Mm. Mm. Weird. Don't look at me. I haven't had my plastic surgery yet. Don't look at me. You haven't had your fillers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I haven't gotten my brow lift. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he's a, he, she says, I would like to note here that I was young at the time. I had yet to touch drugs or alcohol, and I have no history of hallucinations or mental illness along those lines. What I saw still haunts me to this day. There he was, standing naked in the middle of my path, oh, looking down at me. With a blank expression. He was tall, maybe seven feet, much taller than my five foot nothing. He had long, long matted black and gray hair, and there were tufts of it growing from the sides of his arms and legs as well. (gasps) There were no genitals, only smooth flesh where they should be. And his skin, it was such a sickly pale yellow and looked to be too big for stature and hung in some spots. Ew. Oh my god. We made eye contact. It's a wendigo. (gasps) I don't know. Maybe. We made eye contact. His yellow orbs felt like they were staring into my soul. I couldn't move or think. Everything had gone silent around me. The next ten or so seconds of my life seemed to stretch out. We just stood looking at one another before he swiftly turned and walked back into the trees. The foliage went undisturbed as he melted through it and disappeared. That's weird. I honestly expected him to charge at me or at least be intimidating, but he just turned and left. I haven't seen him since either, nor am I too enthusiastic to go out looking. I remember telling my grandma about it, but she told me it was probably just drug addicts in their, oh, the area, and she lives has a very high number of users and manufacturers of methamphetamine. Uh, I've tried looking into Native American folk- folklore, especially the local stuff, but have... 
a skinwalker, perhaps. Whoa. Especially the local stuff, but haven't found anything matching that description. Um, thanks. I appreciate the thought. That blah blah blah. Please let me know. Thank you for letting me share. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. That's a lot creepy. If I ran into a naked man with no genitals, I <laughs> would scream. I would as well. And if he had matted tufts of hair. Yeah, growing out of his body. That no, thank you. He was like Marilyn Manson. Like he just had no genitals. Oh, maybe. No generals is what his generals. <laughs> no generals. So it was pretty obvious that he lost that war. <laughs> Since he had no generals. Oh, <laughs> cry. Okay. This next one that I have is titled Rejection. Oh. It says, <clears throat> Last summer I met this girl who seemed pretty normal for a quick coffee date. She wasn't exactly the prettiest girl ever, but I'm no looker neither, so it wasn't a problem. We were supposed to grab coffee, but the date started with her shopping for purses in a luxury shop for about an hour while I just stood there playing on, uh, playing with my phone. I know I should have just left right then, but I'm actually quite patient with people and also not that smart. <laughs> Eventually, we got to the coffee shop. During the actual date part, she proceeded to monologue about religion, her family's money, her exes, her dream wedding, and our future relationship. I'm from a pretty left-leaning country myself, but that was one too many red flags for me, so I gently turned her down. To my surprise, she refused my rejection and said it had to be a joint decision. After arguing about my rejection, I pretty much ran away. She called me at midnight that same day and told me we told me that I had, had to go on a second date. Wow, can you imagine? Like, yeah. hey, you don't get to ghost me. We have to go on the second date. Holy shit. Um, he says, Luckily, I was literally leaving the continent uh, the next day for a few weeks. She called me ten times during my trip Jesus. and sent me about 20 messages trying to set up the next date. She still texts me every once in a while, and I'm still afraid. Also, during my Tinder days, I hooked up with... Uh, a very overweight lady who turned out to be a neo-Nazi. Other than that, she was quite nice. Holy shit. Yeah. That's weird. Woo. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought there was more. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) That was wild. Yeah. Wow. Last one. It's a little shorter. Mm -hmm. This is called They Are Doppelgangers of My Parents Trying (gasps) to Kill Me. Whoa. By Borgolcat. Here we go. The term doppelganger means a double of a living person. For me, well, I think it's false. I've read a couple of books of evil doppelgangers killing their living double. It actually happened to me, but it was not my doppelganger. It was my parents. It starts with me on bed. On what? It starts It starts off with me on my bed. I was watching a stupid show on Netflix. Can't remember the name. Anyways, my parents were leaving the house. They were on a date. I kissed them goodbye and they left. They left me 25 bucks to buy pizza for dinner, and they left me a note saying, Hope we see you again. If we come back home and we are acting strange, call the police immediately. What? Where the fuck were they going? I don't know, but why did they know? Yeah, for real. Uh, I was left confused by the note. What did they mean by it? I tried to continue with my Netflix show and put the worries by the, by the back of my head. Okay, yes. <laughs> After two whole hours, the doorbell rang. It's us, darling. Open the door. I knew it was mom's voice, but it wasn't right. 
Her voice was usually optimistic, not high or low. This voice was very high-pitched. I opened the door anyways. Mom and Dad were standing on the porch. Dad held a suitcase while Mom carried her purse. How was your date? Did you enjoy it? Of course. We had a dinner at a fancy Italian restaurant. Dad sounded the same. I went back to my room. A message popped up. It was sent 25 minutes ago. The message was from Mom. It was a video. Elisa, if you're watching this, listen to me. We were being stalked by people who look like us. And what? What? Who look like me and dad. The people in our house are not us. I repeat, they are not us. I later heard footsteps. Mom mouthed goodbye. Footsteps were heading upstairs. I had no choice either to hide or fight. I decided to hide. Fight was risky. I hid in my closet like anyone else would. The room door swung open. Elisa. Elisa. I reached into my pocket and got out my phone. I dialed 911. Hello, 911. What is your emergency? Chris, is that, that a weed? weed? I'm calling the police. <laughs> um, send your police now. Whoa. I also told my address, but for privacy reasons, I'm not going to write it down. After hiding in the closet for 30 minutes, I heard the police sirens. Four police officers broke down our door and entered. Then I had fainted because one of the police officers opened the closet and I thought it was the lookalike of mom and dad. I woke after six hours. I was at my grandma's house. She was sitting on the rocking chair drinking green tea. Finally, you're awake. She sounded the same, which made me relieved. Now I've been starting... Now I've been starting living with her after that tragic experience. Now you might be wondering why I'm posting this online. Well, there are two reasons. One, 32 mysterious deaths happened this past three months. And two, I feel someone is stalking me right now. There could be a doppelganger of my grandma. Uh-oh, what happened to her parents? They dead, I guess. Oh, damn. Wow. Interesting. Yes, very. Okay, well, this one's not that deep. Um, It's called The Tinder Version of The Hangover. Interesting. It's a long-ass story. About eight months ago, Tinder date. This is written kind of weird, so bear with me. Okay. She suggests brunch at Max's Wine Dive on McKinney. We're in Dallas. I pick her up at the Arpeggio Apartments in Victory Park. She's not ready, so she buzzes me in. Her apartment is beautiful. Lots of high dollar stuff. No roommate. Mm. We get to Max's at about 1 p.m. She drinks an entire bottle of champagne by herself. She sounds like me. She does that. We leave. And in the car, she says she wants to stop by and shop in West Village. I park in the parking garage and get out. I look for her and I don't see her. I hear a noise. So I look around my car and she's squatting next to the wall peeing on the ground. Ew. We go into the shop. She takes a few dresses into into the changing room and tells me to come over. I stand outside the changing room and she pulls me inside. She completely undresses, gets in the clothes, and asks asks me what I think. Undresses, gets in more clothes, etc. She takes about $1,500 worth of clothes to the counter and tells the cashier she really has to pee. Cashier says, sorry about it. My date begs. So the cashier relents and takes her to the back, but it's too late. The damage is done. 
She also buys a new pair of pants. Oh my god. On the way back to her apartment, she answers a call and starts talking in a foreign language that I can't place. Couldn't even guess the continent. She's very nervous and upset. She hangs up and tells me she has to go to her other apartment in in Cirque? 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 Uh, also in Victory Park. She asked me to go in with her. We go into her apartment, which is also completely beautiful and belongs only to her. She has a badass telescope that I start playing with. In the mirror, I see her open a safe and put something in her purse. She tells me we need to leave and asks me to take her to my house. We go to my house. She instantly passes out. Stays passed out for about six hours. Wakes up, wants dairy clean. It's closed and she starts crying. I take her to Sonic. She gets a cheeseburger, a chili dog, cheese fries, and a sundae. God damn. We get home. She eats it and throws up. <laughs> Passes out on my couch. I read and go to sleep. Next morning, she says if she can stay and watch the football game. I tell her I have plans and I needed to take her home. She says she can't go to either of her apartments. I tell her too bad. I have plans. And drop her off at Cirque. She texted me asking when we could see each other again, but I never responded. What the fuck? <laughs> Woo! That is wild. It is. That bitch was crazy. I like how she wanted uh, Dairy Queen, but it was close, so she cried. That's me. <laughs> I thought of you when I read okay. that. Woo! <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Yeah. I loved every single second of that. That was good. Yeah, it was a good one, wasn't that it? That was. I love it. Oh, that, that was it. That's it. That's yeah. all she wrote, guys. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special holiday edition. Kills. It's not, though. And chills. Kills. <laughs> and chills. We just, like, stare at each other in complete silence. Like, <laughs> I'm like, don't ignore me, please. Chester Bennington once said, I won't be ignored. Oh, yeah. He sure did. He sure did. God damn it, I miss him. Same. Ooh. Anyway, uh, that's it. Okay. We're going to see you guys next Monday. Okay. All right. Is it December? Yeah, it's December yeah, it's now. December It'll now. be December by, by the next time we see you guys. Yeah. So you better not cry and you better not pout uh, because uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. We're coming to town. Are I'm the sure author- I'm the authority here. I, look at me. I'm your look captain at me. Now. I'm your captain now. I love it. Uh, all right. Bye, guys. Bye.